The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we visit with Julia Brady and talk about taking a holistic approach to leadership. We also talk about emotional intelligence and mindfulness. It is a blockbuster episode. You do not want to miss it. Get ready for it. It's coming your way, right? No. This is the ShishMed Podcast, rapid insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, and public relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth. In this episode, we talk about taking a holistic approach to leadership. With me is Julia Brady, Senior Vice President at BVK, an independent marketing and advertising agency. Prior to BVK, Julia worked at North Shore University Health System. She is also a certified coach and has lectured on brand engagement and emotional intelligence and leadership. You're going to like this episode, I promise. Julia, welcome to the ShishMed podcast. As you know, we start every episode of the ShishMed podcast with, here it comes, rapid insights. One quick tip someone can use to make their marketing communications better today. Julia, give us your rapid insight. Never underestimate the importance of authentically connecting with others in your organization. Leadership is a process of influence. And that is your rapid insight. Great job, Julia. You made an interesting point there. When we think of leadership, we don't often think about making an authentic connection that usually doesn't enter into the picture. So when it comes to taking a holistic approach to leadership, how do we become more authentic or how does that making authentic connections play into that? Yes. Well, holistic leadership is about the interconnected elements that inform a leadership style. So just like in medicine, um, it's looking at the big picture and then connecting those dots. So sometimes ones that aren't obvious, but I think in leadership and this holistic approach, it's truly knowing oneself and the others that you're working with or for. So when you say knowing one's self, mm-hmm. okay, I, I kind of get that. I think I understand that, but lay that out for me. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, and, and going back to the theme of authenticity, it's first, I really recommend with those I'm coaching to start with you know becoming in touch and understanding their core values and so as a as a brand marketer i've helped organizations embrace values-based positioning and i think that those i've seen those same elements become very important to informing an authentic leadership style because allowing you know understanding those values that will help make decisions so much easier and help you again connect with others All right. So first, we need to understand our core values. So that is what we stand for as a person. Are you talking integrity, honesty, compassion? What does that look like when you're talking about core values for someone? Yes. So I I sometimes also think about it, you know, what's your true north? What are some things that guide your decisions, guide your relationships? So it may be integrity. And so in terms of, you know, making every decision with integrity, so that idea of a leadership professor I worked with at Kellogg used to uh, say, what would you do when no one else is in the room? 
and and sort of pretend that others aren't watching. And so that type of things you might want to you know lead with integrity, mm-hmm. lead with empathy. So being able to connect with others. Other values, transparency can be very important. And so that's something I know, having worked in a leadership role in a large healthcare organization, um, transparency was not just a, a core value of mine, but to others in the organization. So I was able to help kind of transform and further engage and energize the marketing team by being able to share more with them and share things that were happening, share how key decisions were being made um, when appropriate. But they really valued that transparency because what it did is it helped to build trust and trust in myself, but also trust in the broader organization. So what you're talking about, core values, integrity, honesty, compassion, transparency, this is good for anyone at any level, not just for leadership. Absolutely. And then you said having strong core values leads to trust. Is that why this is so important because of trust? Yes, because it is all about trust. As I mentioned, leadership really is a process of influence. So being able to lead yourself and have that level of self-understanding and others is really crucial for success at any level. And relationships within organizations or in life are, are most successful when they are built on a strong foundation of trust. Leadership is a process of influence. Remember that. In fact, tweet that out. Tweet that out right now and give Julia Brady credit for it. (laughs) So we've talked about core values and how that leads to trust. We also hear about EQ or emotional intelligence. How does that puzzle piece fit into a holistic approach to leadership? Yes. Well, emotional intelligence is really that ability to truly know yourself and know the others and how you connect and influence others within your circle. So when I was at Kellogg School of Management, uh, we rolled out the ESCI process. So it's the Emotional Social Competency Index from Corn Ferry, and I became trained as an ESCI coach. And as part of that, there's various dimensions in terms of self-awareness. And so when conducting the process in terms of that evaluation, you're getting input from others that you work with that maybe work for you, work alongside you, um, leaders above you, as well as kind of scoring yourself on these different dimensions. And it can be very eye-opening. It will show ways where you maybe are seen as being you know, strong or an authentic leader and where you have opportunities for development. So you would suggest going through, as you talked about, the ESCI program to learn your emotional and social competencies. Absolutely. And I think the, you know, tools like that, so the the ESCI tool really allows you to understand what some of these dimensions are. It becomes a basis for conversations. So when doing these workshops, one of the things that I would do with the students is um, we do this quick exercise where they had to think about the worst 
boss ever <laughs> that maybe they've worked for. And unfortunately, we've all had them. And I found I, as I was doing this, oftentimes there's maybe a mental picture that comes to mind. There's probably a person with a name or two. And what are those aspects? Why is that person challenging? Why are they not a good boss? Why aren't they? And so often it comes down to this lack of sort of emotional intelligence or, or these competencies that can really compromise the way that they will influence and lead others. So there was one quote that I remember hearing, you know, it like gets results, but leaves a path of bodies in their way. Um, so reflecting on those dimensions, and then we we flip it over and, and we talk about, okay, what's what's the best boss you've had and why? And very interesting. And it just starts to get people thinking about who do, you know, where do they want to fall on this continuum? And what do they, what kind of leader do they want to be in an organization? And going back to an earlier comment you made about, you know, good for people at, at every level. I know particularly in marketing, in healthcare organizations, you can, you know, be a year or two out of college and you're a leader. You're leading projects. You are influencing others. You're probably working closely with physicians. They're working closely with administrative leads to achieve certain goals. So these leadership practices and having that degree of emotional intelligence and understanding your competencies there are really going to help leaders at all levels be more successful in their jobs. So when you talk about bad bosses... We've all had them, those bosses that leave a trail of bodies in their wake, if you will. While you were talking about that, I was thinking about core values that you were speaking about earlier, people that carry themselves with integrity, empathy, honesty, compassion, transparency. People with core values like that don't leave a trail of bodies in their wake. That's another way to look at it. Is that right? Absolutely. It is. And I think companies and organizations of all types are really trying to go beyond just diversity as a value, but inclusion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And inclusion is is also being able to accept people where they are, meet them where they are, um, relate with them authentically and, and develop authenticity and develop empathy for different approaches. So I think that that, you know, this approach to inclusion is incredibly important as well. Very, very valuable. And as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, you have your business acumen or your business intelligence, if you will, but you need to have that other component, the emotional intelligence and how you react and connect with other people. And you've been talking about how we need to connect authentically with other people. So we've talked about core values. We've talked about EQ or emotional intelligence. How does mindfulness enter the equation? Yeah, so mindfulness, I think, is another important interconnected element in one's leadership style. And where it comes in is, in some degree, self-care and sort of being able to take a pause, step back from certain situations and approach it sort of objectively. So utilizing mindfulness techniques in terms of whether you're faced with a challenging situation, it might be um, an interpersonal situation, it might be a business challenge, but really kind of stepping out and, and looking at it from a different perspective 
um, can help to help individuals, I think, find better solutions. But from a leadership style, it also, mindfulness is, is also about that sort of rejuvenation and being able to really be present in situations. And I think that's something that particularly as I think back to my days as a leader in a large healthcare organization, there was so much competing for my attention. And so being able to sort of practice these tools of not just mindfulness, but this theory of truly being present, that when I was sitting down at the table across from a team member, set aside, you know, the electronics, the emails, the other things, and really have an engaged conversation. And even if, you know, making sure to take that time for those different things and also then take time for self to just rejuvenate at the end of the day. And and sometimes whether it's a mindfulness practice in the morning to kind of help center, but I found, I still find it can be very helpful at any point in the day if you just need to take a step back and breathe and then come at it again with more presence and, and perspective on the situation. Right. Clear your mind sometimes of a thousand million thoughts that are in there rolling around. Is there a is there a brain science behind all of this? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of readership, a lot of research that informs these different aspects of, um, you know, authentically connecting with others, different styles of influence management and the importance of mindfulness as well. Some of the management thinkers that I've like to read, you know, Marshall Goldsmith and his approach to leadership. I also really enjoy Adam Grant, where he is, you know, this approach to organizational behavior, but how, again, bottom line is organizations are people. <laughs> so, you know, but, but he brings more of the sort of that organizational and, and leadership science mm-hmm. to it as well. So under the holistic leadership umbrella, we talked about core values, emotional intelligence, mindfulness. Is there anything else that fits under that umbrella that we should be aware of? Well, I think that um, it's also then really recognizing, um, you know, being in touch with your strengths as well and and your preferences. So what I find with something like the StrengthsFinder tools I mentioned, um, it will show how you might be able to, you know, perform in certain dimensions, certain organizations, but then really recognizing you know, do you like to um, be, you know, are you more into implementation as opposed to visionary? So I think looking at ways um, that what's going to bring you a great deal of energy in your work, because again, when you're in a demanding role and you're leading others, you're also leading yourself. So making sure you're attuned to some of your personal preferences and styles as well, so that you can again, maintain a certain level of energy and engagement and bring that to work every day. That's interesting. Leading yourself is leading others. Yes. Is that how you put it? It's really, it's leading self and others. And again, in some of these things I, I mentioned, you know, I, I was privileged to work alongside some of the leading management thinkers at Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. And having these sort of leadership values and a deep approach to self-understanding as it informs leadership, I think is is fairly unique in a business school, but something that Kellogg really embraced. And I think what it does, it creates more authentic and engaged leaders. And I think it also creates a more of a sustaining platform. If you can be authentic 
in your style and authentic to yourself, you not only you know, will that lead to sort of successful connections with others, but it also will lead to, I think, just sustained energy in your day-to-day life and career. So being authentic to yourself, being true to yourself, I think that's a really important component to this as well. Yes. As well as being authentic to the people around you, you have to be authentic to yourself as well. And that will only manifest itself in good things, including more joy in your daily life and your work. Yeah. So Julia, last question, and thank you for your time. So we've talked about understanding core values. We've talked about emotional intelligence. We've talked about mindfulness and self-care and being authentic to yourself. How do we put all of this into practice. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that I found incredibly important that sort of forces, it's a, it's a process of reflection, but it's creating that habit of doing it. So start a, if you don't journal, start journaling. And I actually have sort of the, you know, the journal I keep at home and one that I, I bring to work and I bring to meetings and I'm capturing different stuff and I'm, I'm making notes that will, that help me learn about myself in certain situations. But I think just sitting down and starting to think about these themes. So what are your core values? And then the second piece, again, in terms of emotional intelligence, yes, there are assessment tools out there, but you can also fairly quickly get a read on that by asking some of those you work closest with and others that you trust in your life. What do do they see as your kind of core strengths in terms of how you connect with others? So journaling. Of course, you can do it in a notebook. There are also a lot of apps you can journal in now. Can it be as simple as things I'm grateful for today, things I want to accomplish today, here's how certain things made me feel those types of things? Yeah. And actually one thing that I tend to do each day is I, I almost sit down and what are my intentions for the day? Okay. Like it. So I think just even starting with that and writing it down, um, everybody has different styles. I tend to be some, I, I like to work off lists <laughs> and I'll also might have them on my phone, but I also tend to write them down as well, but I'll have an intention and it may be, okay, I'm going to do this in terms of connecting with this client or this individual, or it might be something in my personal life, but having that level of intention and then noting some other things I might want to make sure I accomplish that mm-hmm. day also gives me a little bit of, of guidance in the day and and create some focus as well. So darn good. And I hope today while you're journaling under the things that, you know, the grateful category, you say you had a great time on the Shishmed podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I It's been great to connect with you. Thank you, Julia. You too. Can we have you on again? We could do a whole podcast on journaling. Yes. And mindfulness. Yes. You could well, be our coach. And and I'm we need happy you to bring others <laughs> into the conversations as well because one thing I um enjoy doing is helping draw out others much like you do but um you know helping to kind of connect these dots in these different sort of theories different approaches but that just can I think help help people you know be stronger in their professional lives but also more fulfilled personally as well. Which, again, is another great byproduct of this whole thing. We need you as our coach and mentor, Julia. Thank you. (laughs) 
Well, you're very welcome. Julia, I've loved every minute of this. Thank you. You are definitely helping me and I know everyone listening to this because I think we all need to be more mindful in our approach to daily lives and to certainly try to apply and incorporate a more holistic approach to leadership. Julia, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity. I've really enjoyed this as well, and I hope it's been helpful. That's Julia Brady. In fact, I'm writing that down in my journal right now. Fun interview with Julia Brady. You should do the same. And please join us for ShishMed Connections 2020, where you can learn more about healthcare strategy specific to marketing, digital engagement, communications, public relations, strategic planning, business development, as well as career and leadership development this year, September 13th through the 16th, 2020, in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And to learn more about ShishMed, visit shishmed.org. And please subscribe to this podcast and check out upcoming ShishMed education events by heading to shishmed.org slash education. And if you found this podcast helpful, and quite frankly, how could you not? Please share it on all of your social channels. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks again, and see you.